Welcome to The Journey. My name is Kevin Polkey, and I am the host of The Journey. Um, I appreciate you uh, tuning in every week and to either hear stories uh, from our guests of how they have had setbacks in their life and what they learned from those setbacks that they wouldn't have learned if those setbacks wouldn't have happened, or when we have time uh, for me to share a reflection on something that maybe I've experienced recently or observed, or just a thought that I may have. And today is maybe a little bit of a, a, a combination of those two. It definitely is a reflection and, and an observation. As many of you know, um, I have been uh, a fan of sports and athletic competition uh, my entire life. Uh, early on in my life in grade school, I started participating in some selected sports and, and reading uh, about stories of sports heroes at that time. And then by the time I was uh, in uh, middle school, I became actively as a three-sport athlete, and that continued. Uh, I had always an interest in the arts as well, mostly from an appreciation of art. Um, it could either be uh, music or still art or some type of expressive art. And then um, early in my uh, late high school, early college years, um, got more introduced to um, theater, uh, musicals and plays. And I think for me, both with competitive athletics as well as uh, the arts, um, I think there's some very useful tools that we can extract from those experiences and for the people who participate um, participate in those uh, uh, activities. Um, you've heard me talk many times on the idea of Joseph Campbell's work, The Hero's Journey, and that, that we as individuals uh, go on this cycle that Campbell referred to as The Hero's Journey of in a, in a somewhat of a normal state or familiar or order state, and then something happens or we get a nudging or a longing to move beyond um, where we're currently at because of a restlessness, or we get thrust out of our comfort zone into a new new world. And where that new world is, is where then we are faced um, with certain things that happen within us that are usually displayed by external characters that are in our life. Um, we would then consider those external characters as the adversity, um, but technically they are just revealing what we need to work on within ourselves. And if we accept that challenge of working on whatever someone may be mirroring back to us that is our current teacher, if we go through that struggle and learn the lessons that we need to learn, we then take that new information and then we go into the third phase and re return metaphorically home. In other words, we bring what we've learned back to help others. Recently, um, Diane and I watched uh, the, um, the 
how would you describe it? The people version of Mulan. Uh, in other words, the non-animated version of Mulan. And uh, Mulan is uh, setting of Mulan, time frame of Mulan. Mulan is set up in ancient China. And she is uh, the oldest daughter of, of two daughters to her father, who is a retired um, decorated war hero. And there are some adversaries that are coming into the land and the military is then asking to go to each household to have, um, to have some, uh, have a son to join the, join the army. Well, Milan's family, there was no son. So the father was going to, and the, the, Milan made the decision that she was going to go in her father's place. If we backtrack a little bit in the non-animated version of this, Milan was the, in today's language, would be the classic tomboy. Um, she was much more interested in um, being active, learning um, certain types of uh, skills that would be stereotypical of, of a, of a, of a boy or a male, and she became very proficient. Um, as her father said, that she had strong chi. Pressure coming from the mom and the culture said that she it was her time to be looking for a suitor, and the mom put pressure on the father so that she would find her rightful place to be uh, more feminine and looking for uh, an eligible suitor, which would then honor the family. So the father talked to her about hiding her chi, though it was strong, hiding her chi because it was interfering with her being uh, a candidate to be suited. That wound was placed within her and even though she took the challenge of leaving um, her village to join the military to impersonate um, a male soldier to prevent her father from having to go, um, that wound, um, along with the fact that she was way out of her comfort zone, continued to haunt her. Fast forward through the story, um, it was later in the show where there was this turning point, um, similar to Campbell's uh, description of, of the hero having to face their own fears. She had to face, in the midst of facing um, uh, the enemy, she had to um, let go of her training and, in this case, letting her hair down to reveal that she was a woman, which then allowed her chi to become strong. In other words, she was in that flow. And she was able to defeat um, the enemy and protect uh, the overall kingdom. She then, at the end of the story, returns home, expecting to be seen as someone um, who disgraced the family? Instead, um, she was seen as someone who honored the honored the family as well as the emperor and all of China. 
So Mulan is an example of following that hero's journey from a story form from the screen. So how does it happen in real life? It may very well act out in certain activities that we're in, or it could act out in certain circumstances in which we faced. I had talked about when uh, seven years ago, six years ago, when I had my accident and I was uh, thrust into um, the dark night of my soul as I was in a, in a hiking accident. This particular story that I'm going to share was something that just recently happened. Um, there was this person who was involved with, uh, uh, she was a, in a musical, had been in many musicals for the last uh, 13 years or so. And this particular musical, uh, she was cast as uh, in the ensemble as as well as uh, cast to be an understudy for two parts. And, and so there is about 12 weeks of preparation, multitude of hours for this. And um, for anyone that doesn't know, an understudy is the example of like in football would be the second place, uh, second string quarterback. Um, that, that they're expected to perform if the first string quarterback goes down. The downside is, is usually the second string quarterback doesn't get the uh, the reps and doesn't get a lot of opportunity to practice with the first team. So if something happens in a game and the second string quarterback has to go in, there may be, even though they may know the plays, there may be uh, timing may be off, the confidence may be low, those types of things. Well, similar in theater is that an understudy uh, is is there to understand, know the lines, um, know the blocking, which is the positioning on stage, know the tempo. But um, one of the disadvantages is, is that many times they don't get to actually um, practice um, uh, with the full uh, for the the full cast. Anyways. Uh, they had been going through the the first one went all the way through and then they were going through the second run and th this particular actress had not been called um, because everybody had been healthy the final day comes and uh, and there's two shows there's a matinee and an evening show to wrap things up and at 8.30, approximately 8.30 in the morning on that Sunday, she get the call that the um, the lead um, was sick and was not able to perform that day and that they needed her as the understudy to step into that role. And would she be able to be at the theater by, I think it was 11 o'clock. So... Of course, she accepted the challenge and went in at 11 to go over some of the lines. We were notified that that she was not going to be in the ensemble for the two o'clock and the eight o'clock show, but that she was going to be in one of these um, supporting lead um, supporting lead roles. And 
and she gave us some feedback that the two o'clock show went uh, went okay, and we were getting feedback from other other individuals who who had watched the show and who were also um, at the show as far as either actors or other people that were involved with the theater at the time. Came eight o'clock. Diane and I, with excitement, were there and waiting for the show to start. Um, maybe a little bit nervous, knowing that the the preparation time for this was uh, less than 12 hours when normally it's closer to 12 weeks. What I was amazed at um, was that if you were someone who had not seen the show, if you were someone who had not seen this particular cast, you would have never guessed that she at the 11th hour with only 12 hours of practice or probably less than that, that the, that the role pretty much went without a hitch. Watching the cast show uh, gratitude. It's, it's a funny thing in theater because for someone, for, for an understudy to have to step up and go into that role that means that something happened that was unplanned to to the lead to the person who's in primary in that role so there's this sadness at the same time there's this opportunity for someone to to step up and shine so there's a sadness that someone is not able to perform and finish out the show at the same time there's an opportunity that wouldn't have happened if that person wasn't able to perform. Watching the support that she got from the overall director and the overall choreographer, choreographer um, from the other supporting people um, warmed both of our heart. I was extremely proud to watch Sierra in the midst of a lot of personal stuff that were going on, moving, uh, taking some more graduate classes for another uh, certificate um, as a school social worker, that she was able to contribute and, and come in and be a significant part of that show with such a late notice. So what do I think actually allowed her to have success with such short notice. Recently talked about this idea of character, who you are when no one's watching. And as an understudy, as a second or third string, um, if we're talking sports, is that it's, it's really about are you going to put the time in for preparation when no one's watching? Are you going to put the time in knowing the lines, knowing the songs, knowing the positioning, even if you don't get an actual chance to go on? In this particular case, she did all the preparation. She, she didn't need any extra help regarding... Um, any of the lines, any of the songs. Um, she didn't need any extra help regarding that. So then when opportunity came, 
then she was able to do the best she could possibly be to be successful. There's a lot of things in life, as we know, that we can't control, but we can control our level of preparation so that when opportunity appears, we're able to step in, say yes, able to let go, and then allow our chi, allow our spirit, allow the Holy Spirit to work through us for that moment in time to be successful. It doesn't really, really matter that the, the that the end, if it was done perfectly or without any flaws, that part is is less relevant. The part that is is most to stand out and look at is that because of the preparation, when the opportunity came, she was able to step into it and she was able, with confidence, be able to shine. There's never going to be a perfect sports performance. There's never going to be a perfect live theater performance. And that ends up being why live activities, sports, or art, why they are so, why when Diane and I will go to, when Sierra has a run, uh, that we will go to, uh, out of out of eight shows in a weekend, we, we will go to at least a third of them, if not more, because each time it's a little bit different. So knowing we can't control external factors, knowing that the only thing that we can control is our attitude and our ability to prepare, that who we are when no one's watching and may never ever get the opportunity or even be tested. But when the call does come, that we're able to then accept that call and step in and allow something greater than ourselves to shine. Sierra, both your mom and dad are proud of you. And keep doing the formula that you know that works for you. Preparation plus opportunity equals success. And always continue at being the best who you are, regardless of people are watching. Um, or people aren't. As as always, I appreciate you um, listening and being with us and um, look forward to being with you next week.